and him could be spending time together and I was like god you know you know my baby is here and I have to make time for her and then I have to make time and then I heard make time I was amazed bewildered I was hello my name is Latoya Deshus and welcome to the Orpor. This is your podcast for spiritual insight from a Bible-believing, tongue-speaking woman of faith who has been called to such a time as this. If you are looking for spiritual encouragement grounded in the truth of God's word, then have a seat and relax as I pour the oil of gladness according to Psalm 45, 7. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companion. Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of The Or Poor. It is such a pleasure. Welcome back, God's Bride. How are you all doing? Good. Good. Take a minute. Take it in. Breathe it in as you think about that question. Because you know, at the end of the day, the Bible says, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are lovely, those are the things that you think on. So think about all the good things in your life and think about all the things that are lovely in your life, especially the fact that you are a bride of Christ. Yes, you. So I want to take us back because to what really started this. I started this podcast in 2021, and so now it's been officially a year. It's been over a year. I started in August 2021, and I've been thinking a lot about why I started this so that I can continue this, right? Sometimes you have to go back to wonder why it is you're still going forward, (laughs) to not lose hope, to not give up. And one of the reasons is because obviously I had a dream, and in your dream, um, I was called the oil pour. And I remember just being super excited because like, wow. <laughs> and you think, okay, okay, what's an oil pour? I woke up from that dream like, okay, I received it. I was so happy. You know, think about it like this. Um, during during Solomon's time, when, when Solomon had... Um, fasted I think he had fasted and I think he, it wasn't even a fast it was like this sacrifice he had offered to God he won, offered this really wonderful sacrifice and he told God that he wanted the wisdom to to rule his people and so God was like honored by that and then Solomon went to sleep and he had a dream and in the dream is where God blessed Solomon and told him all these things like it says here in first Kings chapter 3 verse 6 and Solomon said you have shown great and steadfast steadfast love to your servant David my father because he walked before you in faithfulness in righteousness and an upright of heart toward you and you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day and now O Lord my God you have made your servant king in place of my of David my father although I am but a little child I do not know how to go out or come in and your servants in the midst of your people whom you have chosen a great people and so he said give your servant understanding mind to govern your people that sounds a lot like proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 
lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path. That's it. That's it right there. Anyways, it says here that it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this and God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. So here it is in, again, first Kings three, if you start at five, it says at Gibeon, which was where he offered the sacrifice at the high place the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said ask what I shall give you right because he had offered this really wonderful sacrifice at the high place the only one who had offered a sacrifice and God comes to him in a dream by night and in a dream by night, he was granted the wisdom to rule the people and also riches that he did not ask for. He's sharing that because of what took place in my dream that brought about this podcast, The Orpor, and the title that I proudly, proudly carry. Like, I have no problem carrying this title. And when I go into the Bible to find out what an or because of course, you know, you wake up from a dream like that, I immediately woke up after... The lady told me who I was in all of her beautiful eloquentness. But anyways, and I was like, what is an orpor? What is that? Someone, please tell me what is an orpor. I've been looking it up. I think there's this old, old <laughs> statue from like, listen, <laughs> Greek times of the Lysippos. I guess he was an artist and he had drawn, I'm sorry, not drawn, please, not drawn. He sculpted a beautiful bronze statue of a an athlete, I guess it was called it at the time, an athlete who they would use the oil, olive oil, to kind of like rub on their bodies before they went into play or after, sorry, play. Anyways, I don't, I don't even know, but yes. So, and then there's this guy, he's standing there, you know, and he's pouring oil from his left hand into his right hand. That's that, and it's, he's called an oil pour. The statue, the sculpture is called an oil pour. And I am still trying to find on the internet as much as I can through research what an oil pour is. And still asking God, what is an oil pour? In the Bible, the first place I saw it was where the prophets were the ones who poured oil. And the prophets were the ones who anointed kings and they poured oil. And the prophet also anointed other prophets and they would pour oil. So... Clearly here, there, there's a significance in, in, and obviously in the scripture of what an oil pour is, and it's linked to being a prophet and different things. And so I have an issue, honestly, being called a prophet a little, well, still, it's still, I'm still, you know, and I do not have a problem being called an oil pour. I gladly wear that title 
of an orpoor. Because what a pleasure it is to get to pour the oil um, over those who are to do great work in the kingdom. Wow. I just had a little vision there. Just great work. Being able to impact lives in such a way that they're going to impact lives. So I'm going to take you all the way back to a, I was going to say dream, but this was not a dream. That I, Something that kind of, I think this whole thing started since 2019 with me. It started since 2019 and I believe 20, the end of 18, 2018 kicked it off. That is the longest fast. 2018, the, towards the end of 2018, I'm spilling all over my words here. Towards the end of 2018, I had gone on what would be one of the longest fasts of my life. Seven days, no food, just water. My sister joined me in that fast. And then I went on another fast, three days, no food, just water. So it was like, it totaled technically 10 days, but non-consecutively. Like I didn't, just, I went 10 days and then like I had a break and then did another three days. So I feel like that's what kind of has brought me here today where I am bold enough to, through the grace of Confidence Becomes Her, Marlene Abaugh, been able to start this podcast and I've been able to share with you all and the world, the world gets to hear my voice and the truth of God's word through me and why it is that I have no problem sharing the word of God. And I didn't go to school. <laughs> I didn't go to school for this. I didn't dream about that, but I didn't go to school for this. I didn't do anything for, for all this. This is just through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the power of the love of Jesus Christ working through me. This is actually in my notes. I'm going to read from my notes. September 3rd, 2019, 7.49 a.m. This did not happen at that time, but this was me recording after everything had taken place. God yelled at me. He said to me, make time. It was so loud. It was heard outside of me and inside me at the same time. I looked around like, what? I literally looked to the side and behind me, like that was not my thoughts. And I was almost upset because I was, God, you're going to yell at me? Well, it came at the brink of me making excuses in my head, thoughts with God. You know, when you're talking with God and you have thought conversations with him. Well, I was saying, God, my friend had just invited me to go to the gym with her. And I was like, sure. Right? And the thought conversations with God saying, God coming out into my thought and having these conversations with me. And he's saying to me, you're making time for everyone and everything. And then I felt bad. And I said, well, God, I am. I have to do this and I have to do that. And God was like, well, your daughter's in school now. Saying basically throughout the day, me and him could be spending time together. And I was like, God, you know, you know, my baby is here and I have to make time for her and then I have to make time and then I heard make time I was amazed bewildered I was in shock and upset for real because God yelled at me I was almost like this is the devil this the devil is a liar this is not God 
but I was convinced in my heart it was a cry from God to me. The words later followed, you have no idea what's happening in the spiritual realm and what the enemy is doing. My smart mouth said, well, you know and see everything. Why don't you do something about it? To which he then replied, humble yourself. And I was getting ready to go to the gym with my friend. But after dialoguing with God like that in my thoughts and hearing him outside of me, it felt like an outside voice. Y'all, I kid you not. I turned around like, what? Like, like, like that. Because it was just so loud. Well, anyways, even in my smart mouth and, and talking to God, I found myself pretty much getting ready and walking to go pray, go spend time with him. Um, I mean, you can't have an encounter with like that and like not and go to the gym with your friend after that. No. And so I went into the room. It was just me and I got on my knees and I started praying and it just led to me. I started, you know, weeping and apologizing and telling him I'm sorry and just praying. And, and obviously my soul was so, you know, my soul needed it. My soul was dry. My soul needed the time. I thought I was spending enough time with him, but no, I wasn't. I, I can't even lie. I wasn't. I wasn't spending time with him because he knew it too. He knew it. So in the midst of me praying and the time that, I mean, it wasn't even time for me to laugh. I was just in there praying. I was in there just crying out. And, and, and when I wasn't crying out, I was just quiet. When I was quiet, I was letting him speak. And I can't even remember what he was telling me after that. It's more like he was ministering to my spirit, to my soul. And so after that, there was like a, like, it was like the door where I was like slightly, I didn't even realize I hadn't closed the door all the way behind me. I didn't close it shut. And so there was like the door slightly opened and it was my, at the time he was about 17, 16 years old. And he opened the door, my brother-in-law. And he opened the door and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm praying. And he was like, oh. And I was like, you want to join me? And then he said, you sure? <laughs> I was like, and then I motioned with my hand for him to come and join me. And so he comes in the room. And of course, the other younger, um, the nephew at the time who was 14, follows him and so now I'm sitting on the bed and I have two young boys beside me one's about 16 and the other one's about 14 years old and I just I'm led I can't remember what I said except for I'm led to pray over their lives I pray over both of them I pray and I speak the truth of God into their lives and I'm just like it's just it, it's, it's just coming out and as I'm praying over the one who popped the door open a little bit, he starts sobbing. He started to sob. And, 
you know, looking back at it today, God had told me to make time, not for myself, yes, for me and for him, but also for them. One thing that I am learning in this grand design is that I am part of the story. Yes, I am part of the story, but it's his story. And his desire is that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And my duty in the story is to bring glory towards his name so that he can get the praise so that he can draw men. Like, let me live this life in such a way that it would draw men to him. And so that's what I wanted to share with you all tonight. That's a reminder to myself and is a reminder to you out there that we ought to live our lives in such a way that it brings glory to him who sits on the throne and who is to come. So below that note, I had also written something here to God. This is what I've written, very short. I came here with nothing and I am going to leave with nothing. Teach thy servant to seek you first. Teach your servant to not grasp onto things that your servant did not come here with. Teach your servant how to walk all the days of her life, wanting nothing, holding on to nothing, but eagerly, de eagerly desiring you, God, wanting you always. And so my heart's cry or something that I want to tell my heart is that may you always desire Jesus. May you always desire God. And may you never lose thirst. And may you never lose desire for your first love. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for your time and your ears. I love you, I bless you, and I have faith in you. And if in some way, somehow, this has blessed you, leave a review, let me know, reach out to me. You know, I am here for you. Also, as well, again, I love you, I bless you, and I have faith in you. And my prayer is that, it's very simple, that you would live your life in such a way today, today that brings honor to our God and our King. Amen.